Right. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us and uh, appreciate you tuning in to our uh, Digging Deeper videos. Hopefully it will be a blessing to you and your life group. And uh, once again, we've got some great questions for you to consider and ponder um, once the video is done. I wanted to press into something um, a little bit deeper that was uh, kind of mentioned in the sermon. So, so we get Jesus going out into the wilderness and we get Satan kind of challenging him and saying, hey, um, part of your identity is rooted in what you have, so why don't you have bread if you are the Son of God? Um, and that's kind of a stance that Satan still takes with us. You know, the, the invitation is to be defined by what we have, and then we fall into that trap, and we start trying to gather things and hold on to things and cling to things and get things, and and it just it gets really ugly sometimes. And, and you you look at the Western world, and you look at the amount of debt. You know, the average debt of individual consumers has been rising and rising and rising for probably the last thirty or forty years. We're teetering on the brink of uh, financial ruin. Oftentimes, and, and you know, Christmas, we're getting near uh, the Christmas season, that's coming up, and um, you know, we've seen studies that say people go into tremendous amount of debt just for uh, Christmas, and if those of us that have kids, we know that oftentimes by the end of January, the thing that we just had to have is totally ignored, or if you have even little ones, toddlers, you go out and you find the perfect gift, and, and you, you've uh, searched for it, you found it, you spent a lot of money on it, they open it up and they play with the box all Christmas Day. Um, that's just an indicator that, you know, we're never going to be satisfied with stuff. And, and we seek it and we try to grab it and we try to hang on to it to kind of help us figure out who we are. And that's the invitation Satan offered. And then we get Jesus in Matthew 6, a verse we mentioned Sunday. Uh, verse 25 in Matthew 6, which is kind of right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And, and that may be a good activity for you this read, just to read uh, this week, to just read through Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, because what that is, is Jesus not saying, this is how you have to live, this is what you're supposed to do, but him saying, this is how you will live, this is what you will do when you get to the place where your identity is found solely in me, and you can live out of that. And so it's kind of his uh, rules of citizenry, I guess, for, for citizens of the kingdom. But he, he says this in Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in wealth. That's an interesting statement. And, and um, we maybe don't associate that with Jesus saying, you know, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God because we tend not to associate necessities with wealth um, but I don't want to focus on the word wealth I want to focus on the word serve because that's the key issue and and this word serve puts us in a place of uh, trying to find the things that we think will get us what we want and so we get those things here's what I mean by that you know, we, we, when we have moments or we know people or maybe we've been those people who are just constantly trying to gather money, you know, the, the reality is we don't want money. We want the stuff that money gets us. We want the things that we think money can bring into our world. 
And, and that's the key to serving stuff, to serving wealth, to, to serving what the original Greek calls mammon. We don't really have a good word to, to uh, define and translate mammon to, but it basically means stuff. And, and here's the reality of it. The issue isn't the stuff we possess. The issue is what we think we can get by possessing stuff. And we all fall into that trap. And so, you know, we, we think, well, I can just walk away from this or I can walk away from that. But the truth of it is we become so attached to these things because we think they bring us something. So, so you know, I, I may not um, necessarily want a, a shiny new car every three years to have a shiny new car every year. I may want that because I think it brings a certain quality of esteem from other people or it conveys a certain message. Um, I may not want you know, the, the most stylish clothes just because I enjoy those, but it's what it says to others about me that I desire. This goes all the way down into behavior. You know, the average person who's struggling with an addiction thinks that the behavior is their problem, but the reality is it's not the behavior, it's the attachment. And so we get attached to things that we think will help us find healing or, or take away some of the pain of our woundedness or give us freedom. Um, oftentimes those things become addictions. And, and this is what Jesus is really speaking to on a deeper level. This is, this is something we, it's kind of hard to talk about on a Sunday morning. But hopefully you can go to this place in your group discussion because when we think well, I'm not really serving my stuff. Yes, I have stuff and I have nice stuff, but I'm not really serving it. You know, I'm not one of these people who's hoarding wealth or gathering belongings. <clears throat> my question to you may be, what is it that you cling to because you think it brings something else into your life? That's an attachment. That's the issue. And so Jesus being able to say, look, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the Father's mouth to not fall into tem the temptation of being his own source of provision when Satan offered it was really what we would call what, what spiritual directors and people who uh, press into some of the, the older spiritual disciplines would call the, the discipline of detachment. How do I live a life that's like this? There's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I cling to. Oftentimes in the modern church, what we tell ourselves is I'm really not clinging to my stuff. No, you may not be clinging to your stuff, but you may be gathering stuff because you think it brings you what you are clinging to. Comfort, security, esteem, worth. And, and so the issue here that we need to press deeper into, I think all of us as, as human beings, particularly as Western uh, uh, people, is we need to press into the idea of what is it I hang on to because I think it brings something else into my world. That's the issue that Jesus is addressing here. That's also, by the way, the issue he overcame to resist Satan's temptation. When he walked into the desert, those 40 days of fasting were 40 days of actually detaching from everything other than his father, even food, which from our perspective, we can look at that and go, yeah, I couldn't do that. And, and, and maybe we couldn't. Um, but I also would say this. 
if you can't do it, then God's probably not inviting you into that type of discipline to fast for 40 days. So, so oftentimes one of the things we need to detach from first is this uh, desire to build a spiritual self in the presence of others. And, and so, you know, well, Jesus fasted 40 days. I'm going to walk into fasting for 40 days. But if the Father hasn't invited me into that and the Spirit's not leading me into that, then I've got to ask myself, what is it I'm trying to get by fasting for 40 days? Maybe it's not 40 days. Maybe it's, it's simply serving at church. You know, I want to be that person that, that, you, that the church can rely on, and I'm going to do all these great things for, for Jesus and for the kingdom. But to get to a deeper place, I need to ask myself the question, are these things flowing out of relational love and obedience, or do I feel like these things are bringing something into my life that I desperately want? That's what attachment is. I'm going to hang on to this because I think it brings that. Detachment is I'm going to hang on to nothing but Jesus and allow him to bring me whatever it is he will bring me. And so as you go through your questions this week, there's some great questions in there. And it's an opportunity not so much to look at what is it that I just feel like I can't live without or what is it that I hang on to tightly. But maybe the question after that is what is it that I cling to that I think this thing that I'm hanging on to actually brings me? And so that's starting to get into a deeper place. That's starting to get into a place where I have to be open and honest with myself. Sometimes in that openness and honesty, I need to ask one of my brothers or sisters in Christ to look at me and go, hey, you know, you know I love this, but what do you think I might be seeking? Because I'm not real clear in loving this. Yeah, I love watching college football. I love watching my alma mater, Georgia, play. I love the fact that we won a national championship last year. But it was very difficult to watch that game, if I'm going to be honest with myself, because I felt like it would cost me something greatly if we lost that game. That's an over-attachment. That's an inordinate attachment to something. Somehow wrapped up in that is this sense of self that becomes greater to me than anything else in that moment. And I didn't enjoy watching the game, honestly. I didn't. I had too much riding on it for my own perspective, for my own identity, to just sit back and enjoy a good football game. So, so I'm telling you that because I want you to look at things, and, and, and one of the questions in there is, what is it that you think you just can't let go of? And when you answer that question, don't just skim over it because I identified the thing. Actually press into, and what is it that I think this thing brings into my life? Because that's your attachment. That's the thing where Jesus said no one can serve two masters. The master isn't the thing. The master is the thing that I think I can use this thing to get. And so that's what it means to be mastered by something. Jesus got to the place where he was fully detached from everything except his father. That's why he could walk in the wilderness spend 40 days in the wilderness. That's why he could submit to the Spirit. That's why he could commit to prayer. That's why he could trust in truth because he let go of everything else. I don't know that we can do that given our history and experience as human beings to this point in our lives, but I also don't know that we can live without trying. And so that's what I want to invite you into. Not necessarily becoming the kind of people who are totally detached from everything and just locked into God, but becoming the kind of people who want to be totally detached from everything and just locked into God. 
So let me pray for you before you go into your question times and, and just pray a blessing over that time for you. Father, I just, I just pray that you bless this time of community, this time of openness, this time of awareness, this time of, of pressing deeper into ourselves, Lord. It takes courage, and we need the courage of your Spirit to look deep into ourselves, to get honest with ourselves, to get uh, transparent with ourselves, and especially to do that in the presence of others. It takes um, honesty, it takes reality, it takes you speaking to our hearts. And so God, I pray that you speak to the heart of every person and every group who's getting ready to walk into this discussion time, that you remove the veil that, that guards us from seeing ourselves deeply, you pull back the scales of our eyes so that, so that we can look upon ourselves with reality and truth and see ourselves from your perspective, which is as fully loved, but as fully needy. And so God, I pray that you impress upon our hearts as these things come up that, that we might experience some shame or guilt or, or just uh, not feel good about ourselves. And I pray that you continue to impress upon our hearts that we are not okay, but because of your son, it's okay. And so we ask that you go before us into these conversations and through these questions and, and knit us together in your son, in your presence with each other so that we can be the kind of people who live out of our true identity as our beloved in Christ above all else. And we ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great time in your discussion and, and hopefully you're blessed by the conversation.